Hi, I'm KS Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Numbered Podcast. Today, I'll be speaking with the writer and creator of the comic series, The Eve Insurrection, Jordan P. Jackson, from J.P. Jackson Art, LLC, now available to purchase on his website. Welcome, Jordan. Hey, nice, nice to see you again. How's everything? All right, all right. Thank you for coming on the show today. But um, outside my introduction, who is Jordan Jackson in his own words? In his own words? Um, Jordan is a uh artist storyteller comic now comic book writer animator a lover of science fiction and afrofuturism and fantasy mostly science fiction though um so yeah i've been uh developing comic books for the past four years since 2019 and um my career kind of started out uh just i was doing mostly like animation work from like 2016 starting in 2016, doing animation work and freelancing. And then I started going to cons, conventions, and selling artwork. And I met a a writer named Rob Van Blake who hired me to adapt his novels into graphic novels. And I had never done that before. So I was like, all right, let's just do it and uh, figure it out. And it turned out really good. So from that point on, I've worked with other authors and, and writers developing their works. And then in 2021, I decided to publish my series, The Eve of Insurrection. And then in 2022, I released a second comic that's a spinoff called The Eve of Reclamation. So that's kind of how I got here with comics. <laughs> yes, yeah, Mike kind of just gave you your chance and you're just like, oh, cool. Thank you for giving me a chance. Now, how am I going to I'm actually going to do this? Yeah, I was like, I've read I've read comic books. I was like, I've read comic books. I made a zine. Uh, when I was grad, uh, in my senior for my senior thesis for college, um, I went to Maryland Institute College of Art, studied animation there, and so yeah, I was like, uh, I'll do this four minute animation, and then I'll just do a little zine for another because I was an illustration minor. So I was like, I'll make a zine. So that was like my only experience with, like sequential arts, and then th- three years went by, and then that rod, and that's how. He get like I said, gave me a chance. I was like, all right, I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna make this count. I'm not gonna embarrass myself. It's gonna be dope. Yeah, it's kind of like how my whole artistic thing is. I went to school for graphic design, mm-hmm. but it didn't really work out because nobody really wanted to pay for any graphics. They just wanted to do like promo stuff in a way. Mm-hmm. Even they didn't want to pay for those like twenty dollar cheap things. And then I didn't do anything artistically for a while, at least visually. And then I started writing. And I feel like writing kind of just got me into a bunch of other different things mm. in a way. And yeah, a lot of it is just kind of being at the right place at the right time. And yep. um, kind of like, what's the saying? You, if you're always prepared. You don't have to get prepared or something. Like if you, if you, yes, you don't have to get ready. That's what it is. Right, 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 right. Yes. So it was like. You're doing all this stuff, and it's like, what am I? What am I supposed to do with all this knowledge and skills that I had? And then one day, somebody comes along, gives you a chance, and you just like you accept it. And it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do next? You just kind of figure it out. You know, you go to like YouTube University, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I was. I I, I used I used uh, YouTube and different resources. I think I used Skillshare at one point to try to just like brush up on like lettering, just to learn different things about lettering when I was figuring that out prior to hiring someone to do that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's get back into your project. Mm-hmm. So what is the Eve Insurrection about? 
Okay, so The Eve of Insurrection is a science fiction cyberpunk series set in a world where corporations own everything like today, but they build these massive underground cities. And the main character, Lana Baker, this woman right here, is a philanthropist. Uh, and she comes from a wealthy black family that has created their own utopia within this underground city. And so Lana does this legal nice, these legal nice things. He's giving away food, resources, technology to other communities by day. And then by night, she is the shadow queen, the leader of a criminal syndicate that steals from mega corporations and fights with police forces and gangs. And uh, but in this this the seven part series, you're looking at Lana's decision to start this insurrection. And because she's grown frustrated with the system, it's, you know, it's corporation, corporate driven, it's capitalistic. So she devises a plan that could change the entire, in this entire city. But I can't tell you what or how she does it. It's one of those things like, I can't spoil it. So it's just, you got to find out when you read. So that's, it's, it's more of like, for me, it's like this kind of crime drama noir type story. That's kind of more specific with that. So, uh-huh. so how many issues do you expect to create? So, so it's going to be um, a total of seven. So like every, every issue is like a day leading up to this moment. It takes place over a week. And so I decided earlier this year that I was going to actually spend the next year writing out all of the issues. So that's how I'm planning this going forward. I, I decided for me, it was kind of difficult, like being a writer and an artist and like trying to like switch on one side of my brain, so to speak or different parts of my brain. So I decided that it would be better for me to just write because I'm starting to realize like, I want to enjoy the process more. Um, Just because the first time writing, it was kind of like, I put a lot of like pressure on myself and a lot of like stress with time. And so I decided, I was like, I really want to improve upon my writing. Cause I know the art is, the art's going to be fine. Art's solid. People love the art, people love the colors. So I don't really need to work on that, but I really want to improve my writing skills. So I was like, all right, we're going to spend the next year writing out this whole entire series and just letting the characters dictate the story in a way and less on like me being this like omnipotent God. It's like, this is what's happening. The character has no control over it. So just trying to be creative a little bit. I I tell people all the time that I don't write my characters. They kind of tell me what's happening in Mm -hmm. the scene and I just write it up. There was this meme that I saw that said, um, I don't write my characters. I just watch the dumb things they do and then I write an incident report about it. And that's pretty much it. Oh, I was like, that's yeah, good. Doing this that's really, really dumb good. stuff. And then I just write it up. I was like, oh. So. Okay. Cool. That's a, that's a nice strategy. Yeah, I'm letting the character speak to me more, which is like really cool. And I'm like developing these intimate moments that like I didn't initially consider. Um, when I first like outlined the entire because I had like when I first started I was like I'm going to outline everything and this is going to happen on every issue and then that went out the window I was just like I know what kind of like major like story beats and plot points that that has to stay in the story but there's going to be change that needs to be changed and so like I found some changes that I really enjoyed that that could keep the reader on their toes so Uh uh-huh well, speaking of your process of writing it out, mm-hmm. um, I guess, can you just elaborate a little bit more um, on the process of creating Eve, the Eve insurrection as a whole? So where did the thought of it, of this series come from? Like mm-hmm. it go, it go, it 
goes from a thought in your head to you working on it, like working on an outline and knowing these specific beats that you want throughout the, at least this first issue for right now, mm -hmm. to now promoting it that's now available on your website. Gotcha. So um, I got I got to put out a disclaimer. So I've been telling people for the past year and a half that it took me a year to write this. And I like uncovered some documents. And the reality is that this project actually has been in the working since 2014. I just forgot subconscious. I don't know. My subconscious is weird. I like do so much stuff. And I'm like, this idea was in the back of my head since I was like a sophomore. I think I was either a sophomore or junior in college. But I really wanted to tell this story that featured black women in like a science fiction world. And they were hackers. So that's where the idea started. And then, like, I got out of school, I got a regular job, and I kept coming back to this idea, like the cyberpunk thing. And I started designing characters, and I'm like, I want to do something with, like, a criminal syndicate and crime. Crime. And then two, year, two more years went by, and I decided to, like, actually commit to this story and, like, flush it out and, like, come up with a title for it, which was hard. Um, but it all really start, it started out with the positive. Yeah, really, it started out with characters. Like, I had been designing characters for a while. But in 2020, that's when I was deciding to actually write out the story. So I may have started with the story Bible, for sure. That's how my brain works. So I, I thought about it like an animation. So I was like, let me figure out what the world is, what are the limitations on the world, and just build out this world. So I had got, I got nervous. Because I'm like, I could have so many gangs in this comic book. It's going to be great. And I was like, no, Jordan, you're getting too... You're, 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 I felt like I was suffering from the problem of like writing science fiction where like you have all these cool elements, but like you don't have like a real story or relatable characters. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, all right, Jordan, I do well with like numerical like numbers and limitations. So I was like, all right, we're going to do this. We're, I like the number seven. So... I like number seven. So I was like, let me just work with the idea of the seven, uh, seven or six corporations. So in this series, I was like, all right, there's six corporations, major corporations. But then all these corporations could potentially use one or two gangs to operate for them. So I was like, all right, we're going to stop there. We're going to limit ourselves. We're going to just and really think about like. I don't have to show I don't have to write out or show the audience every single thing in the world. It's like not, it's not necessary. It's like, I'm telling this particular story. You can focus in this, in the eve of insurrection, I'm realistically planning on only focusing on probably, referencing or focusing on like probably five or six other gangs. But I don't have to like do deep dives and like show you every facet of it. So I was like, all right, I found a way to limit myself that was like, I'm not going to just spiral down into a rabbit hole. And so from there I took, I just started like really mapping out the story because I I've always wanted to do a story about like a revolution, and this was also partly inspired by the um, the insurrection that happened uh, in the Capitol, mm -hmm. and um, that was like the that was one of the major forces. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, you have a bunch of like white people, Trumps and Trump supporters that are like like literally committing a crime, an actual crime. And it was kind of like irritating because like as, as black people in America, there has been this like constant 
uh, constant fight for equity. And we've been treated terribly for fighting for rights that we deserve as human beings. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like, all right, well, I need to write a revolution story. I need to reference like the past. Um, So like everybody's like, oh, Black Panther. And I'm like, Black Panther Party. And I'm like, I want to talk about that. And I want to talk about the context of just like how um, in general, black women have contributed to these movements. And so it's like highlighting that kind of lineage. And so those are different themes, elements that pop in the story. So I was like, all right, this is what the story is. All right, bam, we fight against corporations. And this woman is going to try to, it's going to attempt to burn the city down. So I was like, all right, let's see how this is going to pan. Well, you pretty much do everything in the work with the exception Mm -hmm. of the cover art. So do you prefer to work um, uh, on on your stuff with limited input from others? Or was the Eve of Insurrection one of those projects that you felt more comfortable doing on your own? So with the Eve of, uh, with the Eve of Insurrection, um, I actually like hired, I hired an editor. And uh, that, in a nutshell, that didn't go well. It just, it was, um, it was a lot of money spent, but um, there was just a lot of misalignment with like values and just like work like a working relationship and so i had this person who was like giving me feedback but at times it wasn't very constructive so it was very hard to work with this person and then try to like meet a deadline like meet a deadline i set for myself and so i realized in that working process that i needed to like work with people that actually like align with my values and want to know me and like support the project and make sure it's like better. Um, and so after that, I like got a new, I got a new editor for my um, project, Eva Reclamation. And I really enjoyed that process because there was a more collaborative working relationship where like I would submit a script and then the editor would actually go, she would, um, my editor, Nikki Steele, She's been helping me um, kind of refine dialogue because that was something that I was lack I was lacking in. So she was like, "Well, how can you like provide me like can you give me like more background of these characters because um, so I can kind of help you write with their voices in mind." So she like really helped me a lot because she's like she's a professional copywriter. She's like, "Yes, I I write for people with the intent of using their voices." And I'm like, "Oh, that's amazing." So she helped me out a lot on my second project. And um, and then I also hired a letterer on on the eve of reclamation on the second on that second project as well, which helped my process much easier because I was doing everything. It was it was stressful. It was tired. It was stressful and tiring, exhausting. All of those mm-hmm. words. And um, and also because like I had you know I initially I had spent like twenty five hundred dollars on this editor slash marketing person, and so like that was. That on the first project on the eve of insurrection. So doing that was like, oh, okay, I'm tight with money. So it's like, all right, we're gonna have to do everything yourself. But now it's like after working with that person and going into the eve of reclamation and hiring a new editor and then being able to hire a letter, I was like, oh, this is like way more cost effective. <laughs> I saved so much money on my car insurance. But um, but um so that like did like change the dynamic for real when I realized like, oh, okay, I could. You know, I could take $2,500 and do a lot more with it. Um, 
towards like hiring more people to work for me. So I'm just I, right now, I'm like planning, like for the next couple issues, I really want to like hire some inkers and um, and the uh, cover artist, Ava, Ava Dennis, who did this cover. Um, I would, you know, we're going to be trying to get her, I'm going to get her to do some inks for me for the upcoming project just so to make the process much easier. But I'm always I'm always open to feedback and collaboration from other artists like it, it makes it makes the job, it makes it fun. It makes the project more fun where like somebody walks walk to a space and like they, with and with respect, they give you something that is actually constructive or that's something that you, they provide a different perspective. And that, and that I feel like when you, when you bring different people together, it becomes something greater than just me. Like it's it's not really about me at the end of the day, but it's about how can we plug in different writers and creators and and tell, you know, tell this particular story in reference kind of real people's lives as well and, and make a very interesting experience. Yeah. What I've grown to like about working in entertainment or just as an artist in general is I actually do kind of like working with people. It's just a certain type or kind of people in the environment or yeah. like the mood or like I hate to use the word vibe but the vibe <laughs> it's a vibe in a way like you yeah know, um you know if I if I feel safe I feel comfortable to even express mm-hmm. what I what I want to happen or any type of input to give them or whatnot yeah and, and like I kind of like talking to people and doing the cons and you know right initiating a conversation it's more of what are we actually talking about in a way? You know, mm-hmm. what are we actually creating or doing? If we're just, you know, waiting for time to pass, then I'm not interested in a way, you know, mm-hmm. or if I don't feel comfortable, you know, I'm not going to speak to you or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would like I said, what I like about working in this business is the people, which on the other hand, the people can be the reason why you leave too. Yeah, yeah. If you find, if you, and, and I, that that's why I've been grateful because, like, you know, the person I initially worked with, like, was it was, it was very just weird energy, very clicky, and those are things that we kind of suffer from, like, even within the, like the comic book community, where like there are, there are creators where it's, it, I mean, it's, it feels, it's very clicky. Like you have, you know, one part, you have people who are very close and, you know, revolve around, the, orbit around the same spaces. And it's like, ugh, cool. All right. <laughs> but you have to, all right, you're over there, you know, you're over there, but yeah, at the end of the day, you kind of have to build your own relationships. Like that's, that's what I learned. Like I, I learned to like this one relationship that I was trying to have with this other person. Um, it wasn't meant to be, but I have to remember that, like, I have my own, like, circle of, like, writers and artists and people that have ultimately supported me and helped continue to, you know, push me to the next level and get me through things. So it's kind of like I've been privileged to have, like, a really good core group of people. So throughout the Eve insurrection and other projects, mm-hmm. like, I know you talked about how you used to do everything yourself and then you started reaching out to other people to help with certain aspects of your projects but with the eve insurrection and other projects did you or do you ever get overwhelmed does it ever become too much and how do you typically manage your mental well-being when it does Ugh. um 
when I worked on the eve of insurrection, I was going through a lot of anxiety, stress, um, and and trauma overall. Um, and it was one of those things where it's like, Jordan, you have to power through this experience, this not so great working relationship. You just got to keep moving through it, and because it's going to be over, and you have to take this information and reevaluate. And so, like working on the eve of insurrection, I really, I I took a good um, I just took some time to reassess everything and say, like, all right, Jordan, your ang- your anxiety is going to affect the project. Your need to like stick to this deadline or like try to satis- try to sat- try to meet this deadline of goalposts that like is it particularly realistic is not helpful. Um, your customers, your your fans are gonna can wait for you, and it's okay if it takes you a little longer to make something. But that's like something I've always kind of struggled with. It's like when I start working on something and I'm committed, I kind of hold myself to these like at times ridiculous expectations. So I've had to readjust that. And so that has given me like walk coming into 2023. Um, it has kind of uh, it's changed my just perspective where I can be a little more relaxed. But now I'm it's more so over. I'm more overwhelmed. I can get overwhelmed by the amount of projects that I'm doing. That's that's really what it is at the end of the day. Um, trying to juggle, try, trying to juggle different things, and um, making time for myself because, like, like spiritually, like I can feel it now. Like I'm getting to a place where I work for so many people, and then I'm like, I'm like a cat that's trapped in a corner, or it's like I can't get out, and it starts like freaking out, and I'm like, I gotta, I gotta do something for me. And so, like, I felt that energy, like, last year where it was, like, I had a lot of projects I needed to do. So I was kind of like, all right, let's get this done so I can, like, work on the stuff that is, like, going to that, – that, that makes me really happy and that's going to, you know, ultimately serve me in the future even more. Like, I just – I love storytelling. It's like I need to get back to it. <laughs> it's yeah. this kind of thing I need to get back to it, but – um i've just i've just been i've been trying to chill more i'm most definitely chilling more about ever more chill and just like open to change and just leaving room for there to be just time so i can relax so So where did you feel the need to take on so many projects was it like a money thing or was it yeah oh yeah oh yeah to say no to it oh it was just uh most definitely finances like Mm -hmm. Uh, because I'm like a full time like artist and business owner, it's kind of like I need to do this work, you know, to, to you know, to pay bills. Like I got, I got to pay bills, so it's kind of like I got to take on a lot of projects. But you know, over the past two years, I've learned like you have to. It's most definitely starting to turn into you work smarter, not harder. And so I'm starting to like realize like I need to do certain. I need to take on certain jobs that are going to pay way more. Or I know I just need to say no. To, to, to projects at, at the end of the day it's like if this project is either too time consuming or like doesn't pay a lot or would, would take too much time then you know I, I'm just like yeah I probably shouldn't do this mm-hmm. or even like sometimes it's just intuitive like I can tell when something's just not right <laughs> where something's just off about this project either the clients the clients just a little off so you, you have a weird client um or they're asking for too much, or not give you enough clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, these things. So I've just I've just started learning to say no to things and be like, hey, somebody else could do this, or this is not the time for me to 
do this project and, and leave it at that and just do, you know, do what I already need to do. Do the projects that are already in the queue. As I call it, I, I just say the pipeline, the queue schedule. So it's kind of like I got to take care of that before I try to uh, do anything else. And then also just constantly like making new content for my series. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's like the priority as well. It's like one of the major priorities. So do you have any um, other advice that you will offer to other creators you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Um, oh, slow down. Slow down, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally, that, that's, that's it. I was like, it's not, it's not a race. Um, and I think that there's, a, there's another caveat to slow down, take your time. It does need to, it does need to be perfect. Um, I, that's something I have haven't really struggled with because I think I had a lot of perfectionism when I was like in high school um, because I was like an oil painter mm-hmm. and I was like things have to be this way but going through college getting animation um, and then doing comics it really it, re- it kind of changed everything because I and then reading more content I realized that, like this isn't perfect it this story that was put out whatever, whatever content I'm reading it, it could have some artistic flaws or story flaws, but the person, the independent artist, writer, creator made this thing and it's out there in the world. And that's really what matters at the end of the day, because the issue one could kind of suck or be mid or whatever. It could be decent or it could have some flaws, but it could get better over time, visually and writing wise. So I was like, all right, there's no real reason for me to stress out, stress perfection. It's like, I'm going to put my best foot forward and then get people's feedback, uh, customers' feedback, and then use that going forward to grow and make the content better. So, Yeah, I try to tell people, especially when they ask me about advice with writing, and I'm like, I can give you all the advice in the world, but if you're not, if you're not going to start it, then there's really no, no point. I mean, I'll still, I'll still tell them, but the first thing I tell them is that you have to start, really. Yeah, yeah. And we were just having, you know, just talking right before we started, about my stuff and you know how my first book that I published in 2016 I first started writing it in 2014 um and it I'm not the same writer in 2019 when I published my second book and I'm definitely not going to be the same writer from you know when when I finished the third one and final Mm -hmm. one because there's not going to be no one after this in 2023 which is this year so yeah it's not going to be perfect and it's going to be flawed like crazy especially your first project yeah 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 it's like don't be yeah don't be hard and stuff like i had like like in my first book i had flaws with like putting too much text and 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 speech bubbles Mm -hmm. um my panel layouts are a little were are a little funky um and i just i just said to myself like all right jordan like just like, like, li- like, particularly last year, I got more feedback from professional industry artists. And they were like, yeah, work on your layouts and be more intentional with that. I'm like, oh, okay. And then some artists, like, actually gave me, like, advice on, like, drawing like drawing in one panel, like, drawing in a top. Like, I wouldn't say draw a tire image, but you basically draw within the panel and basically marquee tool, lasso tool, whatever, grab that information, shrink it down, and change the perspective. And then you could add more details or whatever. But I was like, whoa, that actually changed. That actually helped. Like that was a that was a specific type of feedback that was act very that helped me. That was like a good visual. Like I, I can understand that. Versus people would tell me, 
your your layout designs aren't very are, are very um what's the word? they're not intentional that was one of the things like need to be more intentional with your designs and like how you lay out things but that guy's advice like the specifics really helped me out a lot i was like cool good yeah. all right i'm gonna incorporate that into the next story tighten that up a bit and from an art perspective and then slow down with the writing because pacing pacing is was was a thing i heard so i was like all right that's fine mm-hmm. slow it down and take my time but it's interesting because my mental state and like what i was going through was like influencing the work mm-hmm. so i was like my if if, if i'm anxious the writing's gonna feel anxious if i'm chill i can be more creative i can let things play out and get into these moments and and really have a good time with it so yeah well is there anything else that you wanted to touch on about the eve insurrection that we may have missed as a whole like do you have any other upcoming projects this year that you wanted to maybe touch on or um let the people know maybe some more conventions that you're doing yeah um so i gotta for the people who are going to watch this um I am so in June. Let's say July. I was going to say June. Uh, in July, I would would like to release a new project that takes place in this community. So this is called the Garden District. It is a it's the utopian district in this underground city, and um, where you have plants growing everywhere. There's a lot of like, if you're from Baltimore, it's like if you took the um, what is it? The conservatory um, in Drew Hill Park. And then you took that and made it like an entire city. And so like creating these kind of like green spaces. And so, but that's that's where the comic book is going to take place. But it's going to, right now, uh, it's just going to be like a more kid-friendly story that follows these like two, two black kids, a brother and a sister that are learning different concepts and different things related to STEAM. Um, science technology engineering art and math um those concepts because i realized like i could get a little you 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 know your market's a little limited when you just have like violence but at the same time i really wanted to do something that is more educational because that's also where i'm going with my career and so i want to like and i want more black kids to see characters that look like them that are doing different things um so I'm really looking forward to that. And um, next couple of events, I have, I have, <laughs> I have DreamCon in July, mm-hmm. uh, AwesomeCon in June, and um, East Coast Black Age of Comics in Philadelphia in May. Okay. And uh, those. I feel like there's something else hidden somewhere. There's another event that's going to pop up somewhere. Are you going to um? Are you going to Balticon? Oh, I I keep getting requested to, <laughs> requested to apply. Um, I should do it. No, not this year. We'll probably do it next. I'll give it a go next year. Uh-huh. Is that that's usually in May, right? Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend. Okay. Yeah, we'll 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 shoot for that next year. But we'll have like we'll have everything kind of together. I'll probably even have a new Eve of Insurrection book. So. No, no, we'll wait for that. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, de- like I said, I'm developing this new kid-friendly story. 
and uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. I got a um, a really cool engineer help as a consultant. Really cool, uh, cool Nigerian guy. His name's Opie, and uh, he's been helping me with like the tech. So it's like a very hard science, like hard science, hard hard math, like real stuff in this this little side side series. Mm-hmm. So I'm really I'm really excited because I've always enjoyed I've always that's what I like about Star Trek. Like they use like real world science and like things that you could like if you wanted to you can go look that up. And so I was like, I really want to do that with this educational series where it's where you're not it's not like Dora the Explorer where it's like or Blue's Clues where we're like, we're gonna learn how to do calculus guys. Like we're not doing all that. It's like I want you to I want to tell a really cool story about these kids and like the things they they create and problems they solve and then you know put these put these elements like you'll see like actual like calculus equations in the background like legit equations mm-hmm. um or talking about like thermal dynamics or uh fluid dynamics different things so I like I want you to be able to like hear these words or see these words and these concepts and then like you as a kid you have a decision now like you can go and do more research on this and like get interested in physics or like engineering or propulsion stuff like that. Do you ever think about animating it? I guess afterwards. Really, you you had to ask me that question. Um, <laughs> everyone wants to know if it's ever getting animated, and I'm just like ah. It's going to take so much time. I mean, I I, I just thought it'd be a good idea because especially with children, you know, maybe, maybe you can connect. It's like, maybe they don't know how to pronounce certain words. Yeah. So maybe they can, you can link to like a YouTube video or something where you'll go, it'll be you. Mm -hmm. And it's similar to um, like similar words and whatever, or with the engineer, he's with Mm -hmm. you and he's like, oh, this is how you pronounce this word. This is what it looks like physically in the real world or whatever something like that so maybe not an animation but like a video or something that or like a qr code on the actual comic itself and then they can link to it later or something like that maybe so yes i have considered the animation aspect of it Uh um so the goal is to like shop it around to like a production company or any you know that that's what i would do um, I could do a small test and sample animation. That's no problem. But churning out episodes will be a lot of time. And well, for me, for me to do all by myself would be a lot of time. It would take me a real long time. Yeah. And um, I would rather, like I like I said, I'd rather shop it around to a production, you know, production studio, like Am- shop it around to Netflix or Amazon or something, and have them, or like even like Nickelodeon or something, and have them like produce the content i'm just a writer because i realize i also realize that's where like more of the power is is like if i like me owning the intellectual property versus like doing the animation Mm -hmm. so i really want to i want to be in a space where like i have you know i can be like hey this is the concept the idea and i can have creative input um on what's happening but let the animation companies do that kind of work for sure um, but I really like your idea. Like I really liked how you kind of summed it up as like your your con your idea of it as a like teaching tool of how to sound out certain words. Like that would be that would be dope. Now that and that could be something that also could work from like a small like as like uh, YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. 
that would actually work very well with animation. Like that's something way more manageable, but like doing like a whole pilot episode and like doing the type of storytelling that I, that, that that's what that's what I'm envisioning. Yeah. We're gonna let the studios take care of that. I'm just a writer, y'all, an executive producer or whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, again, I want to thank the writer and creator of the comic series The Eve Insurrection, Jordan Jackson from JP Jackson Art LLC for joining us here today. All of Jordan's socials and website will be listed in this episode's details for those who are interested in reading more about the Eve Insurrection and the other work he's created and collaborated on. Again, I'm K.S. Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerd Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.